whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Business Boys, episode 53. It's Jimmy. With me, as always, my main man, Spence. How you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing. I, I don't know about you. You know, I'm, I'm, it's probably the worst thing that one can do, but I'm starting to get really worried about this coronavirus, like panicky a bit. I just, it's not so much I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. It's not that uh, extreme. I just don't want it to like, you know, I don't want to miss like work and then I have to be like, oh, I'm infected, like fucking, you know, like you guys might be infected because of me. Um yeah, man, I, I don't know, like the media, like all over it doesn't help. You go on Twitter, I literally have nothing else trending on my Twitter. It's uh, it's kind of dark times, but yeah, I, am I, I'm probably being a little bitch, you know, maybe. I don't know how you're feeling over well, there. Hey, it's like when it's all you see, it's uh, it's a lot of what you think about. But, uh, you know, I thought, I was like, maybe I should wash my hands after the Metro today. This is, like, the oh, obviously, you should do that every day. <laughs> this is disgusting, the subway. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm feeling all right. You know, it's, uh, I don't want to talk about it too, too much today because it's all everyone's hearing, but you know, what comes will come, but, uh, it's been a, it's been a crazy couple weeks for sure. But I'm it didn't help that it didn't have- help that I watched, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast yesterday and he had like, uh, like a guy specializing in that and he was kind of like throwing out some like projections and I was like, fuck, you know, and stuff like that. But, um, I guess part of the media propaganda, but he, Joe Rogan's usually pretty good at getting someone to give it to you straight on on his show. For sure. But uh, yeah, I guess like everyone listening, just like wash your hands, be extra careful, and uh, you know get tested if you feel bad. Yeah. Uh, you got sure. a fever or that, but yeah, man, it's uh, fucking twenty twenty. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy crazy start to twenty twenty. Um, you know, we had uh, as we we saw we lost uh, a legend. This week, GE, old GE boss Jack Welsh passed away at the age of 84. Yep, yep. Um, took GE to, I th- I'm pretty sure he was at the helm when they became the uh, most valuable publicly traded company. Um, really built it up. He's pretty legendary for his management books. I've yet to read them, which is really a shame. I need to get on that. But uh, his style of management has been or tried to be and has been replicated many times since he's had a huge influence on corporate America and the world. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to run through his, his entire uh, career at GE. You guys can Google that yourselves, but, uh, you know, uh, great businessman and, uh, forever, forever thankful for all the tips he's passed on to the rest of us. Krakens. Absolutely. And I just want to say, you know, it's been, um, as we said, it's been a tough start to 2020. Um, but that's part of, part of the reason I was excited for the podcast today is just to, to, you know, get, get a little bit pumped up, talk about some, some positivity, have some fun with you, man. Because, you know, it's been, been, you know, we talk about coronavirus and largest market losses since like 2008. Uh, fucking music lost Neil Pert, business lost a, a buddy Jack, fucking, um, Sports lost Kobe, 
Um, you know, it's it, it's been a tough start, you know, but as we as we wash away these these beautiful legends that have taught us so much, it's important that we stay positive, stay strong, uh, remain hopeful, and as uh, as a, a great great musician once said, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. <laughs> great semi sonic. Uh, who's the main lyric. guy in the? Uh, it's like Dan something. It's a common name. Dan the Magic Man Dunchkowski. So I'm just gonna, you know what? I wasn't gonna drink today because I've been drinking, uh, having a few beers here and there lately. But got a nice shot of Buffalo Trace Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Oh, gonna put this down with a little hot pepper chaser because uh, here's to here's to some positivity. Let's have some fun on this podcast. We got some cool uh, topics. So fucking cheers to everyone. Happy Positivity Day. By the way, while you do your shot. Um I can't drink because Monday night I finished my whiskey uh, after a rough Monday. But I am rocking Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew on the rocks, which is delicious. Ooh. But back to closing time, uh, I, I saw the uh, lead singer, main guy of uh, Semisonic, play it live. I think he was at like a college campus, you know. And he was talking about uh, writing the song, and, and he wrote in like 10, 20 minutes, which I find a lot with like popular songs. The artist usually writes them really quickly. Which you would not expect. And it's actually about him and his wife like having a kid. And that's like the closing time. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Like when he says this room won't be open until your or brother or sister come. Something like that. That kind of gives it uh, away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always thought it was like, I don't know, the bar's closing and stuff, you know. because <laughs> You don't have to go home yeah. you can't stay here. <laughs> he did mention that uh, still to this day he has like bartenders reach out to him and be... Hey man, we played that song every single night at the end of the night for five years when I was a bartender. Like, uh, great song. Thanks for writing it. That's awesome. Speaking of uh, rocking out, um, I was thinking the other day because I was I was actually um, I, I I smoked a joint for the first time in a like just like a solo joint for the first time in a little while. And I had some music on. I was like cooking up some lunch. And you ever get those days where you're just like kind of stone feeling the vibes and you're just like fucking dancing around in your mirror having like the best of times oh love those days i was days. wondering like i would like sometimes i'm like yo i wish i was a fucking rock star man you know i've had that thought many and, like, times so i was curious Want. if you were a rock star what would your role be in the band and what would be your outfit of choice the outfit could go i could go many ways with that one you know <laughs> why don't we why don't we do a quick like three round snake draft all right i'm in and uh since i'm since you're younger and i'm a gentleman i will let you have the first overall pick all right well first overall pick is easy for me i would love if it's a, i don't want to be like a soft band like i would love to be like in like a motley crew style band or something where you can really fucking rock out with the instruments i would love to be the lead singer yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick, man. Be the front man. That's what everyone like uh, going to the concert is is kind of looking at, and uh, yeah, yeah. You like pump up the band while they're doing their solos, take some stage dives, like just run around like a madman. Yeah, you got to get the that. crowd into it. You'd be good at that. Yeah, you could, you would have to definitely grow your hair out though, man. The buzz cut and and rock bands just does not go. I know. Well, you know, but I could do. I could bring back the long curls and keep the beard. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like that would be a deathly combo. I always wonder how all these rock stars have like such beautiful long hair. I've gone a year without cutting my hair. It does not grow like that. 
just grows like outwardly. <laughs> okay, that's a great pick. Uh, I'm going to go with the second pick. This one is, it's not really an instrument in the band per se, but I'll go with the main slash lead songwriter. Um, Ooh. Those are, for me, you know, I'm a huge classic rock fan and there's no, uh, the people I respect most are, are the, the songwriters in the band. Most bands have like one or two main songwriters. Sometimes one just really carries the ship. It could be the main guy, the lead singer, the lead guitarist. It could be sometimes like the bassist, very rarely the drummer. Um, so I have so much respect for that because, you know, I play a little music and man, I just, I'm so amazed at how they write some of these songs. And it, it's just like some of the words, like just poetry, it's beautiful. And, and yeah, it's just um, that, that that's going to be my second pick. And I have so much respect for those guys. Your second pick, but I thought that was your first, like the second pick of the draft, but your first pick. Yeah, it was number one on my big board, if we're being honest. But it, it's okay. it is the second second pick in the draft. Cool, but you get a second pick now because snake draft. Oh, right? we're going back. I like yeah, it. Yeah, let's go back. We don't wanna okay. Equal though. Yeah. With the third pick, I'm going to take the lead guitarist because ah, nice. I thought you would go that. Yeah, it's uh. It's the chalk, I guess you could say. Um, it's always good to be the lead guitarist, shred some solos. Um, yeah. Need I say any more? Nice. Yeah. You, like, you know, you get the spotlight on you. You fucking set the rhythm. You fucking go for it and do some face melters. That's awesome. However, wasn't even in my top two. So I'm happy you picked those. Okay. Because I'm getting my personal second pick, which is Z Drummer. Oh. <laughs> Because there is nothing better than just taking a couple sticks and whacking some shit while you're rocking out on stage. Then I would definitely have to grow out my hair. Oh, but yeah. Man, that would be so fun. You're just boom, 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 just going nuts. I would have so much fun with that. Nice. I like it. I mean, a good drummer like really makes the band. It, it's like you can really hear the difference and it throws everyone else. Like they keep the beat for the rest of them, right? Um, of course. Well, you look at like you look at bands and the guests, the singers played instruments too. But like Nirvana and Rush, like those are three person bands that are just so full of sound because of the, they had amazing drummers. Yeah, drummer was definitely near the end of my board though, just because you're kind of like the guy in the back that no one knows, unless you're yeah. Neil Peart or Keith Moon or the Who, someone like that. Yeah. The guy with one arm in Pantera, is it? All right, with my oh no, you go again. With the last oh, last pick each. We'll do one yeah, more. What, we got? what else have we got here? I don't know. You could pick anything, man. You could be, I, you could I, be I, you like know, the manager if you want. Maybe the manager or the bass. Slap a little bass. Brody. But I'll think, I think I'll go. I think I'll go with like random instrument guy. <laughs> yeah. I really like that one that you put in there. I love random instrument guy. Because, yo, I'll tell you, man. There's this guy. When I go see the sheepdogs play. Um... Ewan is like the main singer. I forget his brother's name right now. Seamus. Oh. Seamus, when he plays, man, he great just plays like all these, all these like different instruments. He usually plays the keyboards, but then they always play Ewan's blues. And Seamus comes out with a trombone and just oh, fucking baby. rips it, man. Oh, yeah. Love a good boner. You. And he is idolized by all. So I will take Random Instrument Guy. That's great. And I'm going to kind of piggyback off that. I'm going to take the keyboards as my last pick. Um, even though bass is awesome too, 
but uh you know i love rick wright from pink floyd i love the keys in pink floyd the guy from the doors forgetting his name yes um little synthesizer action kind of uh get some solos in the live show and i love the piano so that'll be my third pick and uh what what would you wear because i know you got probably got some crazy ideas for this one you know what, man? It's actually not that crazy because, it's, uh, especially, I'm one that likes to like get up and move and dance and shake, and uh, I sweat. You know, so I'd probably go with like pair of Nikes, yeah. some some like, but I would go long so- like like knee socks, like old school basketball socks. Oh uh, gosh, pair of sh- pair of shorts, like um, a dry fit like short sleeve, and probably like a headband or a backwards cap. Dude, and if it was this isn't this isn't Rockstar. Oh man, you Rockstar is all about uh, it's about being yourself and rocking out. <laughs> this such thing as non Rockstar. I want to be built for mo- movability and comfort. That's true. That you would definitely be more comfortable than most. Uh, and for yeah, me, run around anywhere. I, I would definitely be wearing. Um, oh man, why can't I think of the word? I would be wearing like heels. Like big heels, like heel boots. You know what I mean? Like girls wear. I want to be. What? I'm. I'm. I'm what? Like you know, you can wear like like lifts in your in like lift boots. Oh my god, Cam! Okay, well, you said you literally came out and said I would be wearing heels, like a fucking like a crossdresser, like no, 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 like lifts in my shoe in, in the boots, you know. So I'm platform. Yeah, platforms. So I'm a good six, <laughs> seven feet tall up there, and then. Uh, yeah, you got to go to the long hair, probably dye it black and just, you know, get that uh, the dark kind of mascara on the face, you know, the, the makeup. Okay. More goth-like almost, you know. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking School of Rock when he shows the picture of, like, Megadeth and uh, yeah. his older roommate, okay. Ned Schneebly. <laughs> Ned Schneebly. It's actually pronounced Schneebly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um but but speaking of music i i came upon this crisis the other day you, you were talking about when you really get into to uh the music you get into a good playlist sometimes i'm rocking a shuffle and the shuffle's on fire and then i I'm like, oh i really want to listen to this song but you don't want to fuck with the shuffle you know and then you change it and you can't get a good shuffle going back i, I don't know am i just oh, yeah. an idiot or is, is that a, is that a thing no, no, I, I don't know if it's a thing, but you're definitely not an idiot. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you that straight. Because, like, there's nothing, like, I, I know what you mean. You're like, sometimes you're like, yo, but I want this song to play. But then I want the shuffle to continue. Yeah. I guess you could cue it up, maybe, but I don't know if that works. So when you're on a playlist, I don't know. But I totally feel you. You don't want to fuck with the vibe. Exactly. Uh, they should make that Especially a Especially when you're on a good playlist or artist radio on Spotify. Oh man, and it's just like deep into the gems, and it's just taking you on a drift, and you don't want to jump off that train. Yeah, you almost have to just pause the pl- the shuffle and play the song through YouTube. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. you, you know, you don't want to mess up a good thing. There's enough, there's enough negativity in 2020 already. <laughs> the least we can have is a decent shuffle from Spotify. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Hey, speaking of uh, 2020, <laughs> guess what just passed by? Uh, International Women's Day. So I thought we could do a quick shout out. Uh, happy International Women's Day to all the wonderful women out there. I think we. Could, uh, I thought it'd be cool to give like a shout out to like our, our most inspiring famous female. Love it. Uh, I have I have mine. Uh, I don't know if you want to go first or. Uh, no, you go first. Or what? 
Okay, I'll go first. Gotta give I gotta give my shout outs to big time boss Christine Sinclair, soccer extraordinaire. Oh my god. When when I saw like when when Canada got hosed in the, I think it was the Olympics, right? Or not the World Cup, it was the Olympics. And they got just absolutely hosed by some terrible calls against the US. And like, you know, she handled that like a champ. Like she went out and was like, No, like we got hosed, but like, she's still, like, didn't she score, like, three goals or four goals in that game? Like, she's just, like, an absolute beast. But, like, also, like, doesn't, like, play to the, the, the puppet game where she adheres to what the media wants, you know? She's, she's respectful but stern and an absolute goal scorer. So, Christine St. Clair, big shout-out for International Women's Day. She's my girl. Ah, that's a good one. Um, well, first for me would definitely be my mom because uh, my mom's one of my heroes, um, but, you know, going more broad than that, uh, I'm obviously like a business geek. So I, I do, you know, we've come a long way, but it's still very male uh, dominated executives at many of the big companies and public companies. So I really respect uh, when there's a woman as a CEO or near the top, some that come to mind, she's not the CEO at Pepsi anymore. And uh, her name's Indra Nui, I believe. Um, I think she's a chair, chairman, chairman now, chairwoman, but, uh, yeah, she, she just, every interview I saw with her, she was so sharp. Um, Sheryl Sandberg, Facebook, share with her and Abigail Johnson, I think from Fidelity Investments, um, Katrina Lake, uh, founder and CEO of Stitch Fix, which by the way, you and I should probably get on, uh, something like that. And yeah, so, so that'd be it. And and then some, uh, you know, especially in the investment community, there really is not a lot of females. So the ones that are breaking through, I really do respect them. And honestly, man, like even I follow a lot of NFL stuff, like I, I'm obsessed with football and there's a lot of, there's a few like really sharp girls that use like analytics and stuff and they work for various companies and they just get absolutely ripped on twitter it, it really annoys me like these 19 year olds in their mama's basement like oh you're a chick you don't know what you're talking about it's like why like you do like you don't know anymore you didn't play nfl level football <laughs> like you're not analyzing <laughs> the game like they are like it's it's such a ridiculous argument that they wouldn't have it as good, if not better, understanding of the game of football because they're female. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't play any football. Yeah, exactly. Like besides, <laughs> like backyard and on recess and stuff. Like, yeah. So, um, but yeah, like shout out to Happy Women's Day to everyone. And yeah, is there anything else you wanted to uh, to mention before we get into some uh, some actual business? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, we probably should do that. Um, no, I think that's it, man. Let's uh, let's dive into some some news. Talk about what's going on. I mean, uh, it's pretty much been one major headline. So, yeah, we'll get into it. But there's been one major headline, but definitely not that's all that's going on in the in the stock markets or economics. If you want to kind of do a quick overview of, of what's been what's been really driving some of the uh, the downshift in the market. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think it's anything revolutionary what i'm about what i'm gonna say or that it's kind of a combination of a bunch of of forces and factors that have really gone into this insane drop one we haven't seen since the great recession and i mean to start off we had an insane rally to end 2019 
We've had a 10 plus year bull market. Um, but really to end 2019, like we were seeing stocks hit 52 week highs and all time highs across the board every single day. Um, there was just a ton of inflows of passive money and ETFs and that. Um, so whenever you are going to have a, an event that kind of makes markets tumble, like for them to have rallied to insane heights, like really quickly, that never really helps <laughs> to start it off. And then, of course, uh, the coronavirus is, I mean, it's just going to have a massive impact. I think the length of the impact is still unknown on the overall economy. Um, if you look at the obvious candidates that are really going to get hit, you see the travel stocks, airlines, I mean, cruise ships. So oh, like, I don't know anyone would want to take a cruise right now, be quarantined on the boat for three weeks, risk that. Um, you know, hotels, stuff like that. But I mean, you're seeing the impact everywhere, right? You got the credit card companies warning that they're, they're not going to see as much spending because people aren't traveling, going out and shopping as much. I think the restaurants, like I was debating getting McDonald's today and I was silly enough to be like, oh, what if someone coughs on my Big Mac? Probably dumb. You know, I, I get that. But I think you'll, you'll just see less people out in public. So like restaurants, um, brick and mortar, retail, it just really has a, there's very few areas, sectors of the economy, of the uh, stock market economy that will not be affected. And I guess the big question is like, how long does it last? Um, do we see a massive dip for a couple quarters and then a huge rebound? Because this is not really like 2008 in a way, right? Like this is not a financial crisis. This is not a potential collapse to the banking system. Um I mean, the banks are, I think, pretty well capitalized uh, versus last time. But then you also have uh, oil kind of crashing over the weekend down to 30 bucks a barrel. Uh, thank you, Saudi Arabia. And while you might think, I mean, there's kind of pros and cons to that, right? Because we're going to get cheaper gasoline prices. So technically, that means consumers have more money in their pocket to spend elsewhere, you know. Uh, where they choose in the economy however you have um, just a ton of ton of huge oil companies especially in the united states who are now net exporters of oil so for the u.s it's for those companies it's way way more beneficial that oil price remains high at least over 50 bucks a barrel and then you have a lot of the banks who have lent a ton of money to these oil companies. A lot of them are such huge companies that they have huge debts on their balance sheet. And uh, I don't think they'd be rated very, very good, the debt, you know, maybe triple B at best or, or something. So, um, you know, the, you got a lot of money in though. These are multi-billion dollar companies. You know, I, I want to see the whole markets over in the trillions. So um, if you start getting some of these massive oil companies defaulting, and then that affects the banks and then the banks affect everyone. Like there's a huge trickle down effects here. You have investors just literally fleeing out of the market, driving the, the 10 year, the 10 year rate down to half a percent. So it's crazy out there. It's, it's nuts. You know, it's, uh, it's been an absolute bloodbath, bloodbath for the past few weeks. And you know, it sucks for everyone. It sucks for me. It sucks for you. But really, like, absolutely panicking and thinking the stock market's going to go to zero is probably the worst thing you could do. Like, 
take some money off the table. You should have done it already, but go extremely cash heavy and just sit back. Wait, don't even check if you don't want to wait until the coronavirus has peaked in the US and we start seeing it on the decline. And when that happens, I mean, we're going to have to see like the how long it takes, uh, how long it takes to go away to see the impact on the economy. But when that does happen, like already there's some very attractive bargains in the market right now. I just think we have further down to go. But you can start nibbling now if you'd like. And when it all clears up, there will be some tremendous buying opportunities. And that is when you want to pounce. So it sucks. But, you know, when like look at where the stock market was in 1987 when it dropped 25% in one day. People thought the world was ending. If you look at that drop on a chart, it you can't even see it now. Like this is the beauty of, of compounding compound interest and compounding your money. This is you invest for like 20, 30 years out. Now I do feel for the retirees who are seeing it reflected big time in their 401k, but um, the worst thing you could do when the stock market's tanking is like absolutely panic. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah, that's just, uh, and, and this is my opinion, by the way. Like, everyone has a different opinion on this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, long term, I'm, I'm always thinking ten, five, ten years down the line. So that's why I'm not, like, completely freaking out about it. Because I know in all likelihood in five, ten years, its prices are going to be higher. Right. Yeah. If you're, if you're going long term, stick it out. Well, I'll be fine. Hopefully. Mm. Um, other uh, other stuff in the news. Um, got uh, Facebook kind of altering their Libra plan because of so much so much pressure to tighten things up. I think from what I read quickly, they're uh, they're open to adding other types of money onto the platform. If if I understood correctly, I don't know if you want to add more on that. Oh man, I I literally read it like a week ago, but I think they're like altering it from like a main cryptocurrency form of payment to something a little more simple because they couldn't get like enough people on board in that. It almost seems like one of those Facebook plans that gets some hype, like the Oculus, like their dating app, and we just don't really see anything come from it. Yeah, could be. We've talked a lot about those. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, updates to come. Yeah. Um, your your boy, Jack Dorsey. Blackjack. Lots of news this week. Blackjack Dorsey. Possibly out of Twitter. Who knows? There's been... A, who is the company that invested in them? Very activist investor. Elliot Management. Active investor. Elliot Management. Not super down with him going to Africa for three to six months a year. Not super down that he's with Square either. Um... So there's been some pressure there, but people at Twitter absolutely love him from what I understand. It's great for the company culture, maybe not as great for um, shareholders. Yeah, that's the issue. Loaded. Um, so there's there's been some, some chit chatter, but uh, they're even talking about that there's been like a vacant COO position for two years. So maybe they're thinking of, of getting someone in there. Um, so... so will we'll remain to be seen what happens with our buddy Jack. Yeah, and Elon tweeting support for Jack. Um, the entrepreneur is sticking together. Anyways, my take on that is I think it's 
you know, we don't know. No one really knows what, what Jack thinks about it. But I think from an outside um, observer, it, it seems pretty clear that he's more focused on Square right now. And that he's more excited about the future potential of Square. And I do agree with him on that one. Um, the payment space, if you look at Visa and MasterCard and how much freaking money they make. Um, he would be wise to be more bullish on Square. And I think um, Twitter shareholders are a little bit upset about that. That he's probably hearing that he's spending a lot more time at Square. And... Going to Twitter's stock, yeah, it just has not done well since it's gone public. And I really feel like they haven't built a very good ad platform out. I really don't because, man. They just haven't monetized it at all, really. Well, like, they're they're better now. But, like, Twitter's such a powerful platform. It's it, To me, it's, like, the new way to get, get your news. And when you look at other companies like Snapchat's not valued even that much less than it or it wasn't. And there's just... It, it could be so much bigger. It could be worth a lot more than it is if they were to focus on building an ad platform. And I know Jack's kind of like reserved in that way. Like he doesn't want to compromise the integrity of the site, unlike our good good uh, friend Zucchini. But um, <laughs> so I think they kind of reached a deal with Elliott Management where they're going to bring two people. They're going to get two board seats and bring in a third independent board seat. Maybe bring on a COO and... Uh, Trust me, Elliot management, like if, if he's not getting sacked, like they will be heard in the, bo- in the boardroom and, uh, they're not, they're not buying 10% or whatever they bought of, of Twitter for the stock to go down. <laughs> like they get shit done. I have a ton of respect for them. So uh, that's why you see Twitter is like one of the only stocks in the green, uh, throughout this. Also, you know, not a ton of, they're, they're, they're probably getting an uptick in activity because everyone's tweeting uh, on Twitter trying to find out about the coronavirus. Oh, for sure, yeah. And uh, just quickly before we uh, actually talk about some good news, uh, DoorDash was eyeing an IPO. They haven't filed the S1 yet, so didn't wasn't able to get under the hood of the vehicle. But I would imagine with the markets in the absolute shitter that they will be uh, they're in no rush to go public anytime soon. But when they file, I'll uh, go over the financials and give you guys a, a brief rundown. Very nice. And yeah, let's finish off with some good news. Because, damn it, there's so much terrible news if you go on any news platform. I actually found this like website. It's called goodnewsnetwork.org if you want to check them out. Because um, there's tons of good news going on all the time. But we always focus on the negative because negative makes money. But uh, let's start it off. Democratic Republic of Congo. Big celebration on Tuesday. As the last patient with Ebola was let go from the hospital, they haven't had any new cases in the last two weeks. So when we're talking about uh, diseases and infections, well, there's some good news in that category this week. So congratulations to the DRC. Nice. Um, Also, dozens of blue whales spotted in Antarctica for the first time after the 1980 whaling ban. Oh. So, um, yeah, some nice news there. More animals, loving it. In 2018, uh, the research mission that they did, there was only one sighting and then a few uh, acoustic confirmations of blue whales. So I guess they heard them and identified them as different ones. But this year's voyage, uh, 36 sightings. 
totaling 55 individual whales. So they're on the comeback, ladies and gentlemen. What was the 1980 whaling ban? Apparently, they were like, no more killing whales. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no like, more hunting. Know, it was a hunting. No more band. hunting whales because they were going extinct. Exactly. So they're 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 growing. They're back, which is all, always great news to hear. Whales are dope. And, yeah, and then combining good news with investing, uh, Bill Gates actually invested in a new company. Um, they create palm oil in a lab to save to help to save the rainforest. I um I read that and I looked at my girlfriend and I was like. Fucks palm oil. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently it's used in like everything. Um, so she says it's in a lot of, of like moisturizers and hand creams and face creams and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, you have a girlfriend, so you know how much uh, how much that gets used across the world. Oh, yeah. um, and then it's used in some a lot of cooking products as well. But apparently it's it's very hard to uh to to get and to make and it's very uh, detrimental to the environment so this this company uh i forget the name of it i'll pull it up right now but they they can create it in a lab um which is which is great for the which is great for the um the rainforests um i don't know exactly how it's used but it's a new york city based startup uh it's called c16 biosciences um, so that's, that's super interesting. Nice to know we're looking for some, uh, re- some good, I don't know what the word is, but not using too many resources to make it <laughs> back to the lab again, yo. Um, uh, I would, uh, his three part series on Netflix inside Bill's brain is a very good watch. Um, for anyone interested in the first episode, he finds a way to make clean drinking water out of shit. Like human feces for uh, African, and uh, he he's the test mule. He tests the first uh, glass of water from the shit. So respect him awesome. for business, to, for his humanitarian work. But uh, yeah, mostly respect him for drinking shit water. <laughs> Just kidding. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So there's your daily dose of good news. Maybe we'll start adding in a little segment of, of good news after a few of the podcasts, you know, cheer everyone up a bit. Cause that's what we are. So we're all about here at the business boys. We just want to give you your news, make you feel good, make you feel happy and make you feel at home. Like you're in the room with us, you know? Oh, I know. So I don't know if there's anything else you want to chit chat about or add to the today's segment. No, not really. Just uh, wishing everyone, you know, be safe, wash your hands and, We'll talk in a few weeks. All right. Sounds good. So from all of us here at The Business Boys, that concludes episode 53. We appreciate you all checking in and check ya later. Peace out.